Good evening, everybody. My name is Jordan, and this is episode 76 of Sodom and I, and this is part two of our Hosea series, right in our Bible plan through the Bible Hosea. Excuse my dog in the background chewing his bone. He kind of loud, son. He doing his thing. All right, so let's just get straight into the devotional today. I am, I do, I will. But they do not consider that I remember all their evil. Now their deeds surround them. They are before my face. Hosea 7 and 2. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up that we may live before him. Let us know. Let us press on to know the Lord. His going out is sure as the dawn. He will come to us as the showers, as the spring rains that water the earth. Hosea 6, 2 and 3. For I desire steadfast love. It's called hesed. Steadfast love and not sacrifice. The knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. Hosea 6 and 6. Now, Chesed, I remember watching this uh, this video on the Bible. The Bible Project? Yeah, on YouTube. They have a really good animated, like, explanation and, like, breakdown of different books and chapters in the Bible. And they do a very, very good job with it, might I say. But chesed is like never-ending love. Chesed is like, uh, well, endless. You know how we talk about God's endless love, endless forgiveness, endless mercy. Chesed is basically endless love, steadfast love, you know, and not sacrifice and knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings, Hosea 6 and 6. But I like that word, chesed. Kind of got a little ring to it, right? Now just king, you know, continuing. Prophet Hosea lived out a tangible testimony that God is relational, relevant, and personally intimate. Yes. Woo, excuse me. I'm that I was gonna sneeze. The Hebrew word chesed is a conventional is the conventional love with steadfast commitment for love without commitment is passion without action Hosea could have had his promiscuous wife Gomer stoned under the law but where sin abounds grace abounds all the more oh that's a bar where sin abounds grace abounds all the more Hosea probably still remembered his I do vow and continued to love Gomer no matter what. Man can easily deceive himself while in sin as if God isn't there or he would overlook, be concerned and forget. Jesus assures us that nothing concealed will not be known before God. Gomer had a chance to return to her husband, Redeemer, after indulging herself in the nakedness of sin and shame. Today, we also have a chance to return to God, for Christ, our Redeemer, has borne the nakedness of our sin and shame on the cross. The great I Am still remembers his covenant, saying to anyone who returns to him, I do, and I will always love you. In the prayer for this one. 
Jesus, you said the cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Your jealousy isn't concerning your falling short, but ours. You know us better than we know ourselves. Wonderful Jesus, the perfecter of love. Help us to know you more. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Bow. And now we're reading, we're on Hosea chapter 5. And like I said, these chapters are real short. They're, I don't think any of them even go past 40. I'm looking at 5. 5 ends on 15, 6 ends on 11 verses, 7 has 16 verses, 8 has 14, 9 has 17, and 10 has 15. So none of these verses go past 20, you know, so I, I think it's pretty all right that they have the entire chapters on here. But we're starting off 5. Judgment against Israel. Hear this, you priests, and I'm reading in NIV. Pay attention, you Israelites. Listen, royal house. This judgment is against you. You have been a snare at Mizpah, a net spread out on Tabor. The rebels are knee-deep in slaughter. Ugh, I will discipline all of them. I know all about Ephraim. Israel is not hidden from me. Ephraim, you have now turned to prostitution. Israel is corrupt. Their deeds do not permit them to return to their God. A spirit of prostitution is in their heart. They do not acknowledge the Lord. Israel's arrogance testifies against them. The Israelites, even Ephraim, stumble in their sin. Judah also stumbles with them. When they go with their flocks and herds to seek the Lord, they will not find him. He has withdrawn himself from them. They are unfaithful to the Lord. They give birth to illegitimate children. When they celebrate their new moon feasts, he will devour their fields. Sound the trumpet in Gibeah, the horn in Ramah. Raise the battle cry in Beth-Avon. Lead on, Benjamin. Ephraim will be laid waste on the day of reckoning. Among the tribes of Israel, I proclaim what is certain. Judah's leaders are like those who move boundary stones. I will pour out my wrath on them like a flood of water. And it just went back up. That's all right. You ain't gonna stop me. Like a flood of water. Ephraim is oppressed, trampled in judgment, intent on pursuing idols. I am like a moth to Ephraim, like a rot to the people of Judah. When Ephraim saw his sickness and Judah his sores, then Ephraim turned to Assyria and sent to the great king for help. But he is not able to cure you, not able to hear your sores. Heal your sores. For I will be like a lion to Ephraim, like a great lion to Judah. I will tear them to pieces and go away. I will carry them off with no one to rescue them. Then I will return to my lair until they have borne their guilt and seek my face in their misery. They will earnestly seek me. And I highlighted verse 15 in chapter 5, verse 15. And then in, in uh, KJV, verse 15 is, I will go and return to my place 
till they acknowledge their offense and seek my face. In their affliction, they will seek me early. And you know, I just gotta say, I think a good amount of people kind of like put their humanness, you know, kind of like in the frame whenever God is speaking, like they're like, oh, if a person would to say this to me, they would sound so arrogant and so blah, 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 blah. God is literally our creator, you know? Imagine you like literally created somebody and you know all the numbers of hair on their head and anytime they like really need help they come to you but every time you give them a gift or bless them with it they go and you know give somebody else credit Nah, nah. when we're in pain when we're really in like deep pain we go to god and i have that that's kind of the point of you know seeking his face and then in our affliction you know He's with us. He's with us all the time. But you know, sometimes he kinda he kinda holds back on answering us because we probably wouldn't probably wouldn't. Well, how should I say this? How should I say this? Help me, Lord. We wouldn't be able to take care of the blessing he gives us properly in the capacity that he wants us to take care of it. Sometimes we're not ready for it. I feel that. It'd be like that sometimes. And now Hosea 6. Israel unrepentant, not unrepentant. Come, let us return to the Lord. He has torn us to pieces, but he will heal us. He has injured us, but he will bind up our wounds. And I think I'm going to highlight that one as well. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will restore us that we may live in his presence. Let me go back to verse one in chapter six. Come and let us return unto the Lord. For he hath torn and he will heal us. He hath smitten and he will bind us up. After two days, he will revive us. And on the third day, he will restore us that we may live in his presence. Let us acknowledge the Lord. Let us press on to acknowledge him. As surely as the sun rises, he will appear. He will come to us like the winter rains, like the spring rains that water the earth. And I highlighted verse three. Cool. I already highlighted my Bible Bible. What can I do with you, Ephraim? What can I do with you, Judah? Your love is like the morning mist, like the early dew that disappears. Therefore, I cut you in pieces with my prophets. I killed you with the words of my mouth. Then my judgments go forth like the sun. For I desire mercy, not sacrifice, an acknowledgement of God rather than burnt offerings. As at Adam, they have broken the covenant. They were unfaithful to me there. Gilead is a city of evildoers stained with footprints of blood. As marauders lie in ambush for a victim, so do bands of priests. They murder on the road to Shechem, to Shechem carrying out their wicked schemes. 
I have seen a horrible thing in Israel. There Ephraim is given to prostitution. Israel is defiled. Also for you, Judah, a harvest is appointed. Whenever I would restore the fortunes of my people, going into Hosea 7, whenever I would heal Israel, the sins of Ephraim are exposed and the crimes of Samaria revealed. They practice deceit, thieves break into houses, bandits rob in the streets, but they do not realize that I remember all of their evil deeds. Their sins engulf them. They are always before me. They delight the king with their wickedness, the princes with their lies. They are all adulterers, burning like an oven, whose fire the baker need not stir from the kneading of the dough till it rises. Mm. They are all adulterers, burning like an oven whose fire the baker need not stir from the kneading of the dough till it rises. On the day of the festival, our king, the princes, yeah, on the festival of our king, the princes become inflamed with wine and he joins hands with the mockers. Notice the, uh, I hope I'm using this word the right way, but the alliteration of what, like, God is very intentional when he had these people write these books. Like he was, it's just fire to me, but don't. <laughs> It's just fire to me. On the day of the festival of our king, the princes become inflamed with wine and he joins hands with the mockers. Their hearts are like an oven. They approach him with intrigue. Their passion smolders all night. In the morning, it blazes like a flaming fire. All of them are hot as an oven. They devour their rulers. All their kings fall, and none of them calls on me. Ephraim mixes with the nations. Ephraim is a flat loaf, not turned over. Foreigners sap his strength, but he does not realize it. His hair is sprinkled with gray, but he does not notice. Israel's arrogance testifies against him, but despite all this, he does not return to the Lord his God or search for him. Ephraim is like a dove, easily deceived and senseless, now calling to Egypt, now turning to Assyria. When they go, I will throw my net over them. I will put them down like the birds in the sky. I will pull them down like the birds in the sky. When I hear them flocking together, I will catch them. Woe to them because they have strayed from me. Destruction to them because they have rebelled against me. I long to redeem them, but they speak about me falsely. They do not cry out to me from their hearts, but wail on their beds. They slash themselves, appealing to their gods. Lowercase g and quotation, quotation mark for grain and new wine, but they turn away from me. I trained them and strengthened their arms, but they plot evil against me. They do not turn to the Most High. They are like a faulty bow. Their leaders will fall by the sword because of their insolent words. For this, they will be ridiculed in the land of Egypt. You know, the reason I paused, where was it? I trained them and strengthened their arms. 
notice how like this entire book God has been speaking through Hosea but referring to like Israel and Ephraim and Judah as a woman who is prostituting herself right and then also go back to what is it Proverbs 31 and he's talking about a virtuous woman and he's talking about the strength in their hands you know their arms and now we're here I train them in strength in their arms but they plot evil against me anyways God's like I literally I turned you into a virtuous woman and you still went back and now you're worshiping other gods you're prostituting yourself you know your spiritual self there some of them literally had like shrines of prostitutes and stuff like that and they're going out and just like giving themselves to everything that is not god so that's why he keeps bringing all this stuff up and i feel like when we read the bible we have to read it as if some of these words have no modern definition even though you know a prostitute is a prostitute everybody knows what a prostitute is and if you don't Google is free. <laughs> Google is free, but I very much just explained it. But God's like, when are you guys going to come back to me? I have literally saved you time and time again. He even, you know, goes back and brings up, you know, bringing them out of Egypt, you know, saving them in his name for his glory. And then we still, as soon as we got saved, now we complaining in the desert. As soon as we get there, now we making golden calves and stuff and God's just like this doesn't make any sense but I still love them and I'm still gonna be here for them and, you know even though he says you know you call on me I'm not gonna answer that's for a point of time he's not gonna stay silent forever his his anger isn't gonna you know be there forever his hand will not stay upturned forever but as a father does his son we need discipline Going on to Hosea 8. Mm. Israel, to reap the whirlwind. Put the trumpet to your lips. An eagle is over the house of the Lord because the people have broken my covenant and rebelled against my law. I'm going to highlight that in orange. This is 8. Orange. Did I highlight anything in 7? Hold on, I'm going to go back because I got to make sure. Oh, I need a new orange marker, y'all. This is barely showing. Oh, no. Seven. Did I highlight anything? No, I didn't. I just talked about it. All right, verse two in chapter eight. Israel cries out to me. Our God, we acknowledge you. But Israel has rejected what is good. An enemy will pursue him. They set up kings without my consent. They chose princes without my approval. With their silver and gold, they make idols for themselves to their own destruction. Samaria, throw out your calf idol. My anger burns against them. How long will they be incapable of purity? They are from Israel. This calf, a metal worker, has made it. It is not God. It will be broken in pieces that calf of Samaria. They sow the wind and reap the whirlwind. The stalk has no head. It will produce no flower. Were it to yield grain, foreigners would swallow it up. Israel is swallowed up and now she 
is among the nations like something no one wants. For they have gone up to Assyria like a wild donkey wandering alone. Ephraim has sold herself to lovers. Although they have sold themselves among the nations, I will not gather them together. They will begin to waste away under the oppression of the mighty king. Though Ephraim built many altars for sin offerings, these have become, have become altars for sinning. I wrote for them the many things of my law, but they regarded it as something foreign. Though they offer sacrifices as gifts to me, though they eat the meat, the Lord is not pleased with them. Now he will remember their wickedness and punish their sins. They will return to Egypt. Israel has forgotten their maker and built palaces. Judah has fortified many towns, but I will send fire on their cities that will consume their fortresses. Mm. Punishment for Israel. Do not rejoice, Israel. Do not be jubilant like the other nations, for you have been unfaithful to your God. You love wages. You love the wages of a prostitute at every threshing floor. Threshing floors and wine presses will not feed the people. The new wine will fail them. They will not remain in the Lord's land. Ephraim will return to Egypt and eat up. They will eat unclean food in Assyria. They will not pour out wine offerings to the Lord, nor will their sacrifices please him. Such sacrifices will be to them like the bread of mourners. All who eat them will be unclean. This food will be for themselves. It will not come into the temple of the Lord. What will you do on the day of your appointed festivals, on the feast days of the Lord? Even if they escape from, destruct, from destruction, Egypt will gather them, and Memphis will bury them. Their treasures of silver will be taken over by briars, and thorns will overrun their tents. The days of punishment are coming. The days of reckoning are at hand. Let Israel know this. Because your sins are so many and your hostility is so great, the prophet is considered a fool the inspired person, a maniac. The prophet, along with my God, is the watchman over Ephraim. Yet snares await him on all his paths and hostility in the house of his God. They have sunk deep into corruption as in the days of Gibeah. God will remember their wickedness and punish them for their sins. When I found out, when I found Israel, it was like finding grapes in the desert. When I saw your ancestors, it was like seeing the early fruit on the fig tree. But when they came to Baal Peor, they consecrated themselves to that shameful idol and became as vile as the thing they loved. Ephraim's glory will fly away like a bird. No birth, no pregnancy, no conception. Even if they rear children, I will bereave them of every one. Woe to them when I turn away from them. I have seen Ephraim like Tyre, planted in a pleasant place. But Ephraim will bring out their children to the slayer. Give them, Lord, what will you give them? 
give them wounds that miscarry and breasts that are dry. Mm. Woo, good Lord. And then a lot of us might sit here and be like, oh my gosh, isn't this kind of harsh? Do y'all hear the <laughs> Do y'all hear the stuff that they was doing in Ephraim, in Israel, in Judah? They was going crazy. But God loves us enough to put a halt on our crazy and bring us back on the best path. <laughs> the path that we should actually be on. The path that's the most beneficial for us. Literally. Literally the path that is the most beneficial for us is just sticking with God. And as a, as a human being myself, trust me when I say I know how hard it is. <laughs> I know how trying it is. I know how temptations go and everything. And I'm in the same boat as everybody else. We all in the same. God don't see Jew, uh, Greek, Gentile, none of the likes. So we're all the same to him. Mm. 15, because of their wickedness in Gilgal, I hated them there. Because of their sinful deeds, I will drive them out of my house. I will no longer love them. All their leaders are rebellious. Ephraim is blighted. Their root is withered. They yield no fruit. Even if they bear children, I will slay their cherished offspring. May God reject them because they have not obeyed him. They will be wanderers among the nations. Ah, and that was the last one for this one. There is only 14. What? So tomorrow is going to be 10 through 14. Right, news just started to get kind of good. I thought we was gonna be, thought we was gonna be in ten today. But let me see, what was there was there was something. Remind me, Holy Spirit, remind me. Woo! I think what I was, I think what I said about this one yesterday was that this book of Hosea is not, or well, there we go. Thank you. It's not just about forgiveness and repentance, but it's about moving forward. Where is it? In in uh in Matthew, where is it? In Matthew, da 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 da. In Matthew, when um Jesus healed, Jesus healed a bunch of people in Matthew and you know Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but it specifically talks about the woman that reaches out and touches like the hem of his garment you know and then he heals her and he's like go and sin no more that's really the harder part i feel like a lot of us get stuck in the man should i stop or do i need to do this but then the hardest part is just being like you know what i'm gonna do this for the glory of god and i'm gonna keep going <laughs> That's the issue I have myself. But that's why we're doing this together, y'all. We're all working to grow and grow in Christ and grow, you know, with each other in Christ, with Christ. And just keep it moving forward. So I hope you guys have a wonderful night. I will be recording tomorrow as well. I said I was going to do the next three days, so I'm going to do the next three days build up my discipline and whatnot and hold myself accountable for y'all as well hope you guys have a blessed night be a blessing unto others love yourselves love on other people forgive other people 
repent, you know, I know it's hard. It's kind of hard to, when you know you should repent, you know, sometimes we feel like ashamed or embarrassed or like, ashamed or embarrassed is probably the two best words for that. But just know that God already knew what you did. God knew what you were going to do before you knew what you're going to do. But you know what? He's still sitting here loving us endlessly. He has that, that, the, the chesed, the amount of chesed God has for us is endless. It's in the definition. It's endless, never ending, abounding, you know, in love. So don't be ashamed to come to him. Talk to, you know, first thank him. Where is it? In, uh, 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 I'm pretty sure it is Matthew, but I could also be incorrect. Let me search it up. But it's like when you, when you're praying to God, start with Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving and prayer. Let me search that up. Thanksgiving throne of grace. Thanksgiving throne of grace. And I always be talking about have a good night, y'all. And then I start talking some more, but that's okay because we need it. Let us then approach God's the throne. Yeah, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in Hebrews Bible Prayer and Petition. I should have searched that up. Prayer and Petition. Here we go. It's in Philippians. I was I was wrong. It was not in Matthew. It's in Philippians, but still after, you know, still the New Testament. This is Philippians 4 and 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. So when we repent, right? Instead of just going there and be like, Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. I'm so sorry. I'm so... Don't do that. Come to him first and be like, thank you. Thank you, God, for being good. Thank you for being the head of my life. Thank you for being my heavenly father. Thank you for showing me what true love is. You know, be intimate with the Lord. He, he like when you be all personal and whatnot. But when you do that... Start with thanksgiving versus apologies and, you know, repenting. Start with thanksgiving. Be like, Lord, I really want to change. Like, truly, like, he sees your heart before you say it anyways. But, like, if you really want to, just allow the Holy Spirit to come in and do his thing. Allow God to come in. Allow Jesus to come in and do that thing, you know. But... Do not be anxious about anything. Don't feel ashamed, discouraged, not hopeful, embarrassed about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Let your requests be made known unto him. Right. And with that being said, have a wonderful night yet again. And I love you guys so much, but God loves you. God loves you way more than I do. Mm-hmm.